Good afternoon, Fairness. How you doing? The Walk of Fame, five hiring hacks for PNC agency success. What a great way to follow up the Walk of Shame. This is a fantastic way. So now we're going to we're going to help speed this up, right? Oh yeah, because if you can eliminate the friction and then add on strategies that will actually work in your agency. So let's take what we learned from all of those mistakes and let's dive into number one of five. But first, insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Number one, slow down to speed up. Oh. What do you feel about that? Slow down to speed up. Well, I think we need to fire fast, hire slow. Ooh. We talked about the biggest mistake being that we don't do that, right? Like the, that we're, we're too quick. We're trying to move. It's grilled into us, right? It's the pace yeah. of our society. And we need, to, we need to pull back. And when you actually get yourself into that flow state where, you're, where it's working, we have a flow and there's constant candidates coming into your funnel, it changes it, right? You don't have candidates as a scarce commodity when you have an abundance of them. All of a sudden, now you can pick and choose. When you have enough or even too many people in the agency, you have a lot of options, right? You don't have to get this person. You can go for the best of the best instead. Yes. And pro tip, if you are firing someone, the best way, the most empathetic way to do this is to have them self-select out. How do we do this? One of my favorite things to do is get real clear on exactly what we expect. Have the conversation with them. This is what this role needs. This is exactly what is needed to be done daily. And if it's something that they don't want to do, say, hey, we have these uh, KPIs that you need to do every single day. You've agreed to do them, but you're not doing them. Is this something you actually want to do or is it not? Because if you wanted to do it, you would do it. And if you didn't want to do it, well, you're not. So is this the wrong position for you? But you need to be honest with me about it. Right. Make it about the, the KPIs, not about the person. Yes. So you get them to come to the realization that they don't want to work with you. This is a, a great move. It's one of my favorites. Um, and then it's their, it's their decision rather than yours. Yeah. And for anyone who watches Curb Your Enthusiasm, you could always foist them. <laughs> Truth. Yep. All right. Number two. Number two. Culture is king. Love it. Yeah, we got it. We must involve our team. We must create a, a sense of camaraderie there. You've probably found if, you, if you're running daily meetings, how much that's helped. Uh, but culture is king. So when you involve your, your team in interviews, when you involve your team in the selection process, now they have buy-in not only to the process, but to the candidates as they come in. Yep. And Napoleon Hill wrote a book and he talks a lot about this concept of a mastermind, um, think, think and grow rich, right? Was that it? Or laws yeah. of success? Maybe. Well, one of them has mastermind in it. And so the idea is this, is you take two people together and it multiplies, you know, one plus one equals three, in other words. And so when you're able to build a good team that are all rowing in the same direction, 
like the Lakers of the, what was it? The late nineties. Is that the Laker time? Well, whatever, but I think the 80, late eighties, you'd be magic at everybody. It was like, yeah. Well, what about Kobe? Oh, Kobe may recipes. Uh, yes, that was nineties. Yeah. Well, but like, it's so true. Like if everybody way better if, than Jordan or ha- if you have a good culture in your agency, it's going to exp like exponentially get better. Like the, all boats are going to rise with rising tides. Right. So, yeah. Even so it's box. really important to have the right culture. It will drive your agency. Yep. And it makes it fun. Yep. Like when, when the team shows up somewhere where they like to be, it's, it's good. Right. You're going to get more productivity out of them. They're going to enjoy themselves. You're making them have a better life. And I would much rather, well, I would much, much rather my team go home. And when they're talking to their family, they say they love what they do versus I hate getting up every morning. Right. Like that, that's not great. And if they hate getting up every morning, it's probably going to become something that you may feel the same way because if, if it just has that energy of the workplace, it's not great. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So number three, skills over experience. Yes. Right. We, we need to look at skills, at work ethic, at drive, way more than experience and knowledge. Because we can always teach knowledge, right? They're going to gain experience. Actually, if, they're the, if we're able to mold them now and they haven't ever done this, then the experience that they gain will only be through our lens and they're going to be much more effective in our agency. Yeah. I've always seen that drive. Um, just that, like that drive goes so much further than experience in an agency. It's almost as if, if they've been in an agency for a long time, they're like a, a worn out shoe. There's not much soul in that. In, in oh, them, in no, them you did <laughs> Yeah, I did. I did that. <laughs> that was good stuff. Yep. So number four. Number four. Due diligence is a must. Ooh. Yep. We talked about background checks. I'm going to talk about it again. So we want to have the strategy of looking. You've got to look at those at at their at the full package and do that due diligence. We're going to look at their resume. Now, resume tend to have some colorful exaggerations at times. So be mindful of that and really dig into that resume in the interview. We want that's due diligence, right? You're you're asking questions about the resume, not are you sure you worked here for this? You know, no, but you know, put them in a situational question involving that work and Try to figure out if if they're being as honest about what they what they said they did as they as they say on their paper. We want to also uh, make sure that we do assessments, whether you do a disc profile mm. or you do uh, sales strength, whatever you do. We want to you're gonna get you're gonna be gathering information, right? It's almost like you're you're the doctor of hiring, and you're gathering all of your intel to make that diagnosis. And the diagnosis is hired or not hired. Yep. Chances and I are think marginal. I think it's very important to. So we talked uh, last week about checking references, <laughs> but dude, having assessments is so key because you need some 
sort of constant. That's why we yeah. ask a lot of the same questions in interviews, even if they're ridiculous, just to see the response so that we can understand like the, the different responses per person. The only way that you can tell if the response is, is uh, wild or maybe it's tamed down or whatever is to just pin it against other people. So same with assessments. Assessments, it's not a set in stone type thing, but if everybody's getting asked the same questions, you can see how they'll answer them against the other people that are coming into your right. um, agency. So assessments are key, key, quantifies. Key. Yeah. Well, you're able to set that, just like anything else, any other process, you're able to create that benchmark and then yes. know where somebody lies compared to that. Because it, every agency is different at different profiles may, may perform better at different agencies too. So like we say with the folks with Teledus, it's setting their initial metrics and their benchmarks. It's the same thing with everything. We need to determine, you know, when, when you go to the gym, if you have a trainer, they're going to figure out what are your base, what can you lift, right? How much can you curl? How much can you bench press? All, all the different things, because now we're going to be able to track and measure growth. Yep. And then the oh. final one. I love number five because we talked about how, so onboarding like a pro, you've got to onboard like a pro. Remember, when somebody starts, this is their impression of their new career. So if they walk in the door and right now you're building the plane as it's taking off, they're not going to have the best feeling, right? They're going to have this like, eh, what the heck? I'm not sure about this. It's like, think back to a job that you started where somebody was vastly unprepared for you to start and and what you got out of that job and how much you were how much you really contributed versus somebody who took you in mentored you told you what was going to happen and then all of those things happened according to plan right yep. it's, it's the difference between amateur hour and being a professional so it will take you a little time a little time to think things over yeah just kidding that's a, a the song quote take take a little time uh, um, no, yeah, sorry, I, I digress. <laughs> no, it's gonna take it'll take some time to put that together, but once you once all this stuff is there, then it's the same thing over and over again, right? You could make loom videos, you could do whatever you need to to automate it because a lot of this stuff can be automated. Doesn't mean you need to explain how to log into the computer 4,000 times for each person, it just you have a video, you know, make a system. But Look at it this way. If you can cut down what takes three months to happen, sometimes in some agencies, six months to happen, if you can get it down to like a month, think about how much money you're actually saving. Because if the person, so so there's two points to this. First one, if the person can do what would normally take them three months in one month and they're 5,000 a month, that means you just saved $10,000 by being able to uh, slim that process down right. to a one month area. So that's number one is that you'll save money. Number two is that a players like a to be with other a players. They like to be on a winning team going back to like the Kobe reference, right? Kobe wanted to be on a winning team. He didn't want to be on a bunch of crappy people's teams. You know, yeah. that's why he was Real with crappy the people. Yeah. That's why he's with the Lakers. So when you offer onboarding, that is like a pro, like here's the process. This is what is expected of you every single week. Well, now that person, if they are an A player, feels very confident about this new job where you might've lost them if you just had them sit down and shadow somebody else and kind of be bored. You know what I yeah. mean? So like challenge, you wanna be able to challenge your new people a little bit from the get 
to see if they're the right person. And you know what? If you challenge them and they're the wrong person, they expected to just chill because that's what a lot of um, agencies provide is a office that's that you just chill. Well, good. And they leave, right? Well, now they left within the first week rather than six months later and they didn't do anything. Yeah. So again, it's going to save you money. Yeah. So you don't huge. want to chill it. You don't yep. want to chill it or gel yep. it. So that's it. So we had slow down to speed up. Culture is king. Skills over experience. Do your dil- due diligence and onboard like a pro. Now it's and time Toby to hire. The Lakers. Yep. You want to get I, your agency, take your agency higher. Go higher. Go higher. And, and it's possible Kobe was on the Lakers because of the Taco Bell that Shaq would give him. I don't know. It's just a theory. But if you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe. Throw us a comment, a like, whatever. You know, anything. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening.